Is it weird to you that things are starting to open again? Just, uh, you mean just in general, like yeah. everywhere? Thanks for tuning in. This is Tyler. What up? This is Zach. This is the No Structure Podcast. No um yeah yes and no um like we mentioned on the last podcast i was just in houston where everything is open um but people think that just because everything's open does not mean that they're practicing social distancing measures there's still a lot of sanitizing stations a lot of places are still requiring masks 25 percent capacity things like that so it is kind of weird that everything's getting back open but it's not as weird be- here now because i've already experienced it in houston so this is kind of a way slower rollout than what was going on there but I mean, it's still pretty weird just to be walking into stores now, especially after, you know, so many months of not doing that kind of stuff. I personally feel like it's weird as shit. Yeah. Because we are operating as if nothing happened, but we have all these things in place as if something major just happened. Right. It's almost like a, like they cancel each other out. Does that make yeah. sense? Like they shouldn't go together. Mm-hmm. Um, I was just at the mall because the mall just opened last week. Uh, went to go pick up some shoes. They're only allowed 10 people inside the store. Right. They have four employees working. So there's only six people in there shopping. Yeah. You know, so I'm standing in line outside the shoe store. It's it's weird. When is this shit gonna be normal again? I don't know, but shopping like this almost feels like a punishment. Yeah, it doesn't it just doesn't feel right. I don't know. It just even now that stores are starting to open, I don't find myself really wanting to go anywhere anyways. Like I don't now, that's yeah, for sure. There's not a lot of stuff that I really care to go get. Like the the places that I've, I'm interested in going to buy stuff have already been open, like Target. You know, mm-hmm. like most of the stuff I've been buying lately has been essential stuff. So like, but like we were talking about before, the only thing that sucks is like for clothes, you know, you can't see how they fit online or shoes. They don't look the same in person and stuff. So that's the only thing. But yeah, yeah man, it's, it's strange times. I am curious how the restaurant experience would be right now. Cause I haven't gone into a restaurant yet. And that's one of the things that I was looking forward to right. before all this or actually when everything started shutting down. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of things that we do you're looking forward to the experience. Right. And I feel like with these precautions taking in place, which I'm, I understand that they're necessary. Mm-hmm. These precautions take away some of the experience. It makes you just not even want to do it anyway. I agree. I think I mentioned this before on one of the last episodes is that, uh, we're all rushing to get back to sense of normalcy, but we're, there's going to be some give and take that has to go with it. And it's not going to, people are rushing back to do these things, but it's not going to feel the same way it used to. We're like in such a rush to be back to normal that we're sacrificing to get open early and then realizing that it's not really what it was cracked up to be. Yeah. One thing that I noticed during this reopening, Mm -hmm. I noticed how quick our normal becomes normal. For example, three months ago, our normal was normal as fuck. Like the normal that we were used to. to, Thank you. And then all of a sudden shit changes very fast, very fast. And we've been like this for three months now, like quarantine, um, social distancing, uh, face mask, all these things. Sanitizing. So, sanitizing. So as soon as you see these stores open again, you're like, whoa, that's weird. Right. But it shouldn't be weird because this is what was before your last weird. Exactly. But your normal changed so fast. Like within three months, we had two different normals. Mm-hmm. And now we're going on our third normal. Normal is shit, bro. Yeah. Like normal, <laughs> normal can change so easy. It's so fickle. Yeah. It seems like there is no normal anymore. Like every time we start to get a little bit adjusted to what's going on, boom, something else hits. Exactly. That makes us uncomfortable. But I do believe that all of these things that are making us are uncomfortable or pushing us to a better future. 
just making us I hope so. Yeah, I hope so. That's the hope. It's, it's, um, I think we're doing a lot of things now that are going to be better for us in the future, like teaching people to be more sanitary or even to respect people's space and things like that. Like even after the virus is gone, I hope that we still maintain some of these things. I can also see it pushing people away from people. Yep, for sure. I can see younger generations being more distant than ever. Yeah, I, I can see digital communication being stronger than ever, but there's going to be no face-to-face talk. Mm-hmm. Like we were talking about virtual reality uh, on a few episodes ago, and I can see that being bigger than ever. Like people really escaping this world because of the lack of experiences. Yep, right. I agree. And them trying to escape and just going to the, the digital world. I can see on the the negative trajectory of the life that we're living right now, I can see that becoming an outcome. But I'm hoping that we try to, you know, merge onto the positive trajectory. Right. I can see both sides. Yeah. Who knows what direction we're going to end up on. It's a it's a um, jump ball right now, really. It really is. To see where what direction we're going to go. And it kind of, uh, what you're describing, this virtual reality future, kind of reminds me of like Ready Player One. Yeah, that's a good movie, too. Yeah, and that's a great one. Actually, it took me years to watch it. I just didn't realize it was that in-depth. I thought it was like a kid's movie. Mm. Finally watched it. I thought it was incredible. I might have to watch that again. Yeah, same. It's a good one. I do want to say one thing about these uh, the coronavirus numbers because things are going to start spiking up as things become more open. Watch out for how Trump tries to spin this. Like, don't be stupid and just think this is because of protesters. I've seen videos of people out in Arizona and all these party places not social distancing at all, not wearing masks, so watch for the spin. Am I saying that protesting is not going to make this coronavirus number spike? Of course not, because it's going to happen with so many people in a confined area. But from what I've seen from protesters, there's been a lot of face masks, there's been a lot of hand sanitizer, but what I've seen from people out partying is not social distance, not face masks. So to clarify, you're saying that watch Trump's twist on blaming the spread of covid on the protesters rather than the people out partying. Right. He's yeah. only gonna he's only gonna shift the blame to one side instead of blaming everybody. When one side is actually practicing social distancing and for the most pressure. part, yeah. Well, okay, I guess not social distancing, but face masks. Face masks, yeah. But yeah, but like yeah. 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 That's a that's interesting because I could see him definitely doing that shit. Oh for sure. And his base will eat it up because it here's the thing though, is Trump's gonna these numbers are gonna increase and Trump's gonna blame it. But they don't believe that the virus is real. So what is it? Is the virus not real or like uh, that is funny. More than 100,000 people have died. If you continue to say the virus is real or not real at this point, again, like we said last week about information, you're being ignorant. Like, it's killed over 100,000 people. Uh, speaking of uh, protests, I feel like it's our obligation, us as in Tyler and Zach's obligation, when we say something on this podcast in the past that needs to be addressed because we changed our mindset in the mm-hmm. future. Um, we need to we need to do that. Absolutely. Same with, like, the Drew Brees thing. Exactly. Don't compare me to Drew Brees, though. No, no, you know what I mean. Like, we have to if we're if our if our mind has changed, we need to go back and tell people our mind has changed. People too. grow. Yep, exactly. We have to acknowledge growth. Anyway, um, a couple episodes back, I don't remember when I said it, but I I wouldn't say I criticized protests, but I said that we needed to do something else because I feel like the people that have the power to change things are laughing at the protesters because it seemed like every protest, nothing happened. Right. And I said it out of frustration. Like, we need to figure something else out. Like, this is this is stupid at this point. We're wasting our time. Let's do something else. Right. But what I've seen over the past week or two has definitely changed my mind. There are a lot of things being done. And quickly. Very quickly. And I think a lot of people need to be very proud of the progress we're making. Uh, some of the accomplishments that I've seen so far would be um, Minneapolis bans chokeholds. Right. Which they should have anyway. Right. Charges being upgraded on Officer Chauvin. Is that how you say his name? Chauvin? Uh, Chauvin? Who gives a fuck? Yeah, who gives a fuck? Fuck him. Fuck him. But, yeah. Charges were upgraded on him um, to second-degree murder. 
Dallas adopts a duty to intervene rule that requires officers to stop cops who are engaging in inappropriate use of force, which is fucking huge. Also kind of touches on uh, Dave Chappelle's new stand-up. Yeah. You guys should definitely check on. Uh, really good. And he kind of addresses that as well. Speaks about the cop that kind of went on a spree, uh, killing spree. Right. After trying to stand up for seeing inappropriate use of force yeah, in his uh, precinct. Eric Donor, I think is his name. Yeah, exactly. Let's see. Los Angeles City Council introduces motion to reduce LAPD's $1.8 billion operating budget, which a lot of that money needs to go to other things that we've discussed many times. Right. And uh, just a pause on that real quick. Um, a lot of people think that this defund the police means take away all their money and abolish them. No, it just means taking money that police are getting and reallocating it to other social services that can help make the community better. It doesn't mean we're taking all the money away from the police. It just means that we're putting it in places to help the police do their job, like mental health professionals, um, drug counselors, things like that. Nobody's saying take all the police's money and just leave them with nothing. Like, Do a little bit of research before exactly. you open your mouth up about that. You guys over here reading hot headlines. Yeah. Um, Police brutality captured on cameras had led to near immediate suspensions and firings of officers in several cities. Yep. Amazing. The street in front of the White House was renamed to Black Lives Matter Plaza. Mm-hmm. And monuments celebrating Confederates are removed in cities across the, the nation. Yeah. Which is crazy. That you've seen the Christopher Columbuses that are being taken down. Yep. And then the indigenous people celebrating around it. Yep. I say bring all them fucking statues down. Fuck every single one of them statues. Fuck everything that they stand for. And I'm not listening to these people that say, oh my god, it's a, it's a relic of American history. No, it's, an, it's a relic of racism. Fuck those statues. I love the videos of them getting spray-painted. I love them getting thrown in the water. Yes. It's fucking beautiful. Yes. But yeah, wh- what I'm trying to say is that these protests are clearly doing some positive to see change. Yeah. Clearly. And I just wanted to, you know, say that because of what I had said in the past when it seemed as if they weren't getting the traction that they deserved. Yeah, I had a couple things on that too about some of the things that the protest has changed. Um, for example, and this is still sucks because Breonna Taylor still hasn't got justice. The three police officers- Fucking are, wild, bro. Yeah, the three police officers still in their, are, are still being paid, still have a job, haven't been arrested, it's nuts. Um, but one thing good that did come out of the Breonna Taylor situation is the Breonna Taylor law, which was passed in Louisville, which bans no knock warrants now which is the whole reason they were able to break into her apartment in the first place. So um, that was a big one. Uh, Manuel Ellis, his case is being reopened after, by Inslee after new details have emerged. Um, so that's a huge win. Uh, the New York State Senate has officially passed a bill to repeal, repeal 50A, which is a 1970s law used to keep police uh, disciplinary records secret. Um, and I think that they're even moving to make a database of all police infractions so that people can see exactly what these officers are doing. Um, New York has also passed the Eric Garner Anti-Chokehold Act by a vote of 140 to 3. Like we were saying with the chokeholds, I don't know how these are still legal in the first place, but... I want to see the people who... I want to see the three. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? Uh, <laughs> you guys are fucking idiots. Come on, bro. Yeah. Um, LeBron James. I know we've talked a lot about LeBron's goatness and, we, you know, whatever on this, but LeBron is doing some amazing things outside of basketball, so I didn't want to... This wanna... just be no structure featuring LeBron. Yeah. <laughs> I did want to say one thing that he's done. He's grabbed a handful of athletes and entertainers and are starting a new group to protect black voting rights. Um, these include athletes like Skylar Diggins, Jalen Rose, Trey Young. Um, so I think that that's really cool. Um, yeah, I also saw one final thing. Um, on behalf of 1,111 athletes and coaches and over 300 um, front office personnel throughout the NFL, NBA, and MLB, they signed a petition um, to end the qualified, ending the qualified immunity act, which gives police protection when they do kill somebody. 
So yeah, it's so crazy. So there is a lot of good coming out of these protests, and um, honestly, I don't see these protests ending anytime soon either, because there's still a lot of work to still be done. I think that the the fact that people are seeing that there is progress being made, mm-hmm. it fuels the fire to continue. Absolutely. Like, it makes me want to keep talking about it. Absolutely. Same here. Um, and I'll say per, from my personal first-hand experience, I went up to the protests in Capitol Hill on Sunday for about two hours. It was peaceful, man. Everybody was really peaceful. A lot of chanting, a lot of sign holding, but a lot of pain. You could feel the pain, but you could also feel the community up there, too. It's not what the news is saying about people breaking windows and all of this stuff. It was peaceful. It was beautiful to see a community united from all different types of races. Um, They were handing out water, Gatorade, pizza, face masks, hand wipes. Like this stuff that they're telling you and that Trump's trying to spin about Seattle and the protesting and protesting in general, it's just not true. I've seen it with my own eyes. It's not true. That's dope that you had, that you uh, were able to be out there and be a part of that. Yeah, and I'll also say too about the social distancing thing too. People were very respectful of each other's space. People were wearing face masks, using hand sanitizer, staying away from one another. Like people are listening to not only the protest rules, but also to the rules of social distancing. I think it's amazing to see. Uh, Did you have some thoughts on Trump threatening Seattle? So do you want to break that down for the listeners? Yeah, um, just going to give you some insight. So basically what's happened in Capitol Hill is um, originally the protests were on, I believe it's 11th and Pine is the correct street, which was a block away from the East Precinct in Seattle. Mm-hmm. Um, the cops were using it as a stronghold for the last couple of days uh, during the protest, and they finally vacated it. Um, people, The protesters have taken over the area, and they've created a brand new city, basically in the middle of Capitol Hill called Chaz. And um, from what I've heard, all accounts is it's like, bunch of people making art, uh, music, there's different vendors in there selling things. Like it's just a, a big community and it seems to be thriving. Um, however, Trump is calling these people anarchists and is threatening now to move the military in on them. If Inslee does not step up and control his city. Right. Honestly, I think Trump wants to, Trump is finding a way to use military power. Yep. Trump has a little dick. Yep. And he wants to flex. Yep. Small that's, big energy. That's exactly what's going on right now. Yeah. I think Inslee, for as complex as the situation is, he has so many avenues of issues that he has to address on a daily basis. I think that he's handling it pretty well. Yeah, I've seen a lot of pushback from people about him, but it's like, honestly, he's got a pandemic and a protests going on his hands and all that shit that happened with the unemployment like there's been a lot of stuff going yeah. on in our city i wouldn't necessarily like i don't know the man yep so i can't tell you if he's a good person or not but i can only tell you what i see in the state and it seems like the state is relatively under control ish ish yeah and i feel like ish is acceptable at this point yeah. for how weird shit is i 100 percent agree and i think that even in seattle like in the capitol hill neighborhood it's not even it's become less about police versus african-americans and i think it's just people versus big government now that's what it looks like i think that that's what's come out of this now is people are not just because they're seeing how the government is treating african-americans and they're like wait a second let's look at everything and now let's look at how we're all being treated now like this isn't just a it's not even just a black and white problem anymore it's just an overall problem for everybody and that's not to minimize black lives matter anything that they're doing but i do believe that people are not just waking up to injustices against african-americans but they're waking up to injustices against the people of this country um, I did want to share a couple things because I did see a, uh, a tweet going on, a couple different tweets about people saying, well, now that the police officers are arrested, what's the big deal? Why are people still protesting? I think it's important for people to understand the inequality across 
all boards. It's not just the police versus the people. It's also things happening in wealth distribution, in education, in housing, and social services. So I wanted to share a couple facts, if you don't mind. Yeah. Um, in terms of wealth distribution, in 2018, the median income for a white household was $70,000, compared to a median of 41000 in African-American households, while the poverty rate for African-Americans was 20.8%, compared to just 81 for whites. Um, our friends over at Ben & Jerry's, Shout out to Ben and Jerry uh, shared some facts about school systems. Black students represent 19% of students with disabilities and 36% of those with disabilities are restrained at school. Black students and white students commit similar infractions, yet black students are suspended and expelled three times more often than white students. Uh, black students make up 16% of enrollment, but represent 21% of students referred to law enforcement, and 31% of those students are sub subjected to arrest. Uh, white students, on the other hand, make up 51% of enrollment, 41% of students are referred to law enforcement, and 39 of those are arrested. Um, and then as far as, I saw another tweet from a guy, his name is John Cardillo, he's apparently a vet and all this stuff, but he's another person who needs to shut the fuck up. But he said, if, we're our, if we are all such racists after all this uh, why continuing to pay our tax dollars towards welfare, food stamps, EBT, WIC, public housing, Medicaid, Affirmative Action, Civil Rights Act? For one thing, that's racist, because now you're just taking out black people to this. But let me give you some real quick stats on welfare in this country. Food stamps, 36.2% white, 25.6% black. WIC, 58.6% white, 20.7% black. Public housing is the only thing that black has beating white which is 45 percent to 32 and then medicaid 40 percent white 21 percent fat so these little things that you're coming up with they're bullshit yeah they're bullshit i think people that can't see that there's clearly a gap when it comes to wealth health and education they are about power exactly. like that's it they want to keep power because there's clearly stats that show there is a gap if you're if you see that that is not a problem you clearly do not want equality. Right. That's it. It's either you want equality or you don't. Yeah. Period. Yeah. And even, you know, a lot of people complain about crime and stuff, but you know, if we provide a community and we provide a, a system that benefits everybody, crime will go down. A lot of these crimes that take place, and I'm not saying that it's majority of crimes or whatever, but a lot of them have to do with lack of something. Exactly. You know, lack of funds, lack of freedom, lack of something. So if we can, if we can make up for those lacks, maybe we can make up for some of the crime too. I could see you doing a complete 180. Yeah. Yeah. Just uh, final thoughts, man. Just continue fighting the good fight. Um, as we explained in here, a lot of change is happening very quickly. It's wonderful to see. Um, but like I said last week, just because we're seeing small changes in places and big changes, let, let me not take away from that. Don't take your foot off the gas. Because as soon as we go back to how we normally were, this, they're just going to run right back in and continue doing the same things that they were doing before. We have to keep our foot on the gas. I really agree with you. And I think that the people with the opposing mindset that wants to keep oppression in play, they're banking on people forgetting, people being distracted, uh, people's short attention spans. They're banking on it, they're hoping, they're waiting, they're, they're thinking like any day now. Yep. Any day now, and they're gonna forget, it's gonna be on to the next thing, and we can go right back to the fuck shit that we were doing. So like what you were saying, like we just need to you know, stay on top of this shit. We're gonna do our part to keep our mind, y'all. 100%, know? I'm not. I'm we're, I mean, we're together not going to take our foot off the gas. Like, this is this is bigger than all of us. This, there's is. a way bigger picture at play right now. And it's not just about black and white or black versus cops. Now it's about 
everybody versus the system that continues to oppress all of us, but especially African-Americans in this country. Exactly. And definitely go check out the Dave Chappelle special because I think that for a lot of people that are teetering the fence on how to understand the inequality in America, watch Dave's pain, watch the way that he projects how he's feeling, and that should give you an idea of how angry people are in this country. Yeah. So you've been seeing the waves of Karens being called out. Oh my God. Right? Yes. What do you feel about that? I'm tired of these bitches, man. And I, I don't like all women bitches, but I'm sick of these bitches, honestly. Like, I've seen one woman in, like, San Bernardino or whatever racially attacking three different people in, like, four different days. And she's she hasn't changed her clothes once in those three days. So that just already tells me what kind of nasty-ass person she is. Oh, yeah, she's nasty. Man, nice I'm sick of it, and I'm glad that they're passing all these laws now where you're going to get in trouble for doing this shit, because this is ridiculous. You guys are fucking sick, and you guys are lucky that these people that are recording you have the compassion in their hearts to not just deck you in the, your face. Oh, some of them get their ass beat. Yeah, and some of them should, well, actually, all of them should, because doing any kind of shit like that should get you punched in the face. This is one of those things that the internet does a really good job of doing, and that's bringing things to light. Yep. I did not realize that there were so many people... That felt so entitled about so many things. Yeah. Blows my mind. Like, blows my fucking mind. Especially in this time period. Like, you know people are already on edge because of everything's going on. And you still continue to participate in your racist rhetoric. Yeah. Like, that's... I'm sorry. You get punched in the face for that. You deserved it. I'm not even just talking about the racist Karens. I'm talking about Karens in general that are entitled to anything. Whether it's racism. Whether it's a parking spot. Whether it's... I don't fucking know. Not wearing masks. Exactly. Yeah. Whatever it is, they feel like their world, their view is the only thing that's right, period. Yep. And it's so funny them being put on blast. Someone records it. Someone puts them on blast. Now they're all over the internet and they come back and they have their husband defend them. Yep. Did you see that one lady? Um, not. I think it was uh, a racial confrontation in a gas station. Her husband happened to be a lawyer. Oh, is this the woman that got slapped up by the Native yep. American girl? Yeah. Yep. Her husband, Shout out to that girl that slapped her, up too. her husband happened to be a lawyer and is now saying that she has been experiencing like delusions or some shit. Just making up some narrative yeah. for as to why she's doing this. He's over here trying to defend his business because his entitled ass wife felt the need to be racist. Yep. And got it caught on camera. And I'm sure that he shares a lot of the same viewpoints that she does. 100%. Yeah. This is a perfect example of keep that same energy. If you're willing to open your mouth to say something racist, you should be willing to take a punch, too. Yeah. I just think it's funny, the era that we're in right now, that we really just have Instagram pages dedicated to Karens. Yeah. I think it's funny that they compare the word Karen to the N-word. It's the same way that they, like, cracker in the N-word. Like, come on, man. Yeah. Cracker's funny. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm sorry. Like, Honky. Yeah. Like, come on, bro. <laughs> Oh man, that's too funny. Yeah, I've been uh, I've been uh, having a really good laugh watching these Karens get exposed over the last couple of weeks because now they're like getting people fired and shit, and they should. You they're so bitter. Yeah, like they're such a eternal bitter. And I was joking about it, like like they just need some dick. Yeah, like I feel like that'll solve so much shit. But they just seem like so crunchy, so fucking bitter. Like like they're gross. Yeah, like these are gross fucking people. Oh, and the ones that as soon as they're in a confrontation. After saying, like, maybe three words, they just end up in a scream? Yeah. Bro, those are my favorite. That's yeah. just fucking funny. That's just comedy right there. Yeah. If I experienced something like that, I would try so hard to not laugh on the spot. Yeah. I would laugh. I mean, yeah. I know it's I like, at, at that point, it's like, you look at your... Look how dumb you look. I'd be like, damn, I caught a Karen in the wild. Yeah. Like, that's exactly what I would say on my recording. I think that this that's even making these Karens more fed up as they're seeing... 
uh, other Karens getting <laughs> getting uh, fucking blasted, and so it's making them all riled up, and now they're getting blasted too. Good, get all of you out of here. Yeah. Bye. So crazy. Yeah, fucking Karens. I had this thought about the Simpsons predictions. Okay. You're aware of those? Yeah, for sure. Um, for the people that aren't aware, Simpsons, a TV show, has, uh, it's been going on for seasons, like 30, 40 Decades, seasons? Yeah. I don't even know, man. It's a long time. Anyway. Oh, you're talking about just the Simpsons? The Simpsons, the show. Yeah, they're, the, I think, the longest uh, syndicated show ever. Yeah. Yeah. So, they always have these, uh, these things pop up in these episodes that you can go back and look at, and it seems... Almost like they eerily predict the future. Yeah. Right? You just type in Simpsons predict the future. Yeah. And there's a list of events that they predicted, right? Crazy. Seemingly predicted. Yeah. All right. So my thought was, it seems like people point out these predictions after the fact the event has happened. Right. I wonder if you laid out all of the predictions that they made, all of the episodes that they're in, like maybe the time that they were in the episode, whatever it is, if you laid out all these data points, I wonder if you could find some type of pattern mm -hmm. and then maybe use that pattern and predict events in the future. Interesting. Because there's so many predictions yeah. that seem to have come true. It seems like, and these are past episodes. Yeah, these are from a while ago. It's not like this happened like in the last year where you could like maybe say that exactly. it, this is like happening a long time. Like 97 and you're predicting yeah. something in 2015. Right. You know what I mean? So I'm thinking if that if there's that much predictive data in these episodes, who's to say that it stops and there's going to be no more predictions, right? Right. So we're assuming that there's probably going to be more predictions made, mm -hmm. um, more coincidences. Right. So what if you were to find a formula onto how these other predictions of events that have already happened happen and use that same formula to try to see if you can find something that would happen in the future. Yeah. Which would be hard to do because, I mean, every episode, you know, it's just a random random series of events in each episode. Right. Um, one can be, you know, a monkey breaking down a wall. Yeah. Come to find out in year 2030, there's yeah. a monkey breaking down a wall. How yeah. do you know that that's going to be significant? Right. You know? And it's, it's been a lot of weird stuff that they predicted. I mean, like, some of the stuff that people attribute to The Simpsons predicting is kind of a little wishy-washy like smart watches i mean eventually we knew that we we're gonna be able to talk into our watch because secret agents have been doing that for 50 years the power rangers you know so that yeah stuff like that but when you're predicting like the score of the super bowl was 28 to 3 and then they came back like yeah. shit like that that's too eerie to they just predicted a, two super bowls in a row yeah and it wasn't uh i think september 11th was another one and i'm pretty sure they predicted the super bowl halftime show in one of those super bowls yeah i think something so like that yeah like lady gaga's performance or something mm -hmm. i don't remember i can give you some ones that they predict or loosely predicted um the siegfried and rory tiger attack mm -hmm. uh ebola outbreak um let's see some other ones disney buying 20th century fox which i mean i guess you can kind of that, someone could have been yeah, an insider on that one yeah um they predicted trump being president um yeah there's been a lot of weird ones uh faulty voting machines a lot of a lot of weird stuff going on, but yeah, that's even even the riots and the, the police station burning down. Yep, the police station was another which one, which is a recent one. Yeah. Oh, you're talking about when they predicted Lady Gaga's halftime show, something like, like that. Yeah. Yeah, there's been a lot of uh, like same lot, outfit and everything. Yeah, there's been a lot of crazy ones out there, which just gives more credence to the fact that we might have discovered a time machine already. Yeah, who knows? Yeah, and if you either know, if you do know, send me some. I, I need to know. Either a time machine or someone's like really on the inside controlling shit. Yeah. For the future, they call it. Um, there's you know there's a lot of 
theorists out there, you know, a lot of conspiracy theorists and just theorists in general, but they call it predictive programming. Like that they create this event and it becomes real because mm. they created it in a separate reality. Interesting. Yeah, if you guys ever have the time, look up predictive programming. It's it's in through it's throughout a, a bunch of different stuff. Like I just saw one for Family Guy where a bat came to the window and they were talking about um, getting vaccinated for a disease that killed people, and then the bat comes to the window and is like saying some weird shit. I can't remember the clip in its entirety, but it it had to do a lot with coronavirus. Interesting. Yeah, I'll definitely uh, check that out. I'm really into conspiracies that seem to be like realistic, like something yeah, that are like sure. super in depth. Like you need to be like an inside, inside, inside man to like really know their true story yeah. kind of thing. Which you should check that episode out as well. Inside Man episode 33. There you go. <laughs> I like that. Um, <clears throat> speaking of live TV though, I had another thought. Okay. I, I, I wouldn't say a thought. I had another realization. I found that I enjoy sometimes not having a choice of what's on TV. I've been watching YouTube TV lately. Okay. So, you know, live TV or whatever. Um, I found that there's a pressure when it comes to Netflix, Hulu, uh, Disney Plus, whatever streaming network you have. There's a pressure when it comes to choosing something to watch. Yeah. When you're watching live TV, that pressure's gone. Yeah. I don't know about you, but I have to find something on TV before I start eating. I usually eat and watch TV. Yeah, I usually get my food, sit down, and then I look for something to put on as I'm eating. Yeah. I can't eat until I watch until oh, I find something. Same, and I will sit there for fifteen minutes. Oh, we'll start getting cold. Yep. Like teriyaki, we'll start getting cold. Hundred percent, hundred percent. And I found the loophole for me that helps me. Mm-hmm. If I put on live TV, I don't have to think about something. Like there's already, you know, forty things there that right. I can choose from, and that's it. And usually, out of the forty things, there's only three things that I like. And of the three things that I like, there's only fifteen minutes left. It's not like I, I'm invested into a whole episode. Right. And I can get out of it as fast as I want. Yeah, you just turn the channel. Exactly. I do think that it's interesting. There's a lot of movies that I would have never given a first thought of watching mm-hmm. that I've watched live TV and come across and been like, oh, this looks kind of cool. And I start watching them, end up really liking it, watching the entire movie because I didn't see the first half mm-hmm. of it. I only saw the second half. So I can definitely see how that works in people's favor too. Yeah. There's something about the live TV aspect that is appealing that I think we took for granted Yeah. when it comes to the on-demand age. And it's exciting, like, for example, like, when the, the Bulls documentary is coming out, it was exciting to look forward to something mm-hmm. every week instead of, I mean, it's really cool to be able to go and watch, you know, as on demand as you want it, but there's also something cool about being able to watch it and discuss it as a community until the next one. That's why I love Insecure, like, because every, you get to, every episode comes out and you get to have a conversation about it before the next one comes out. That's like a hybrid, though. Yeah, that is, because they put it on HBO as soon as it's done. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I guess you can say the same for The Last Dance. Because there's a couple of those that I watched on demand. Did you? Because I missed it. Oh, but on ESPN. On ESPN. Yeah, for people that didn't have ESPN, you couldn't find it anywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you on that. Um, that is funny, though, that you will literally sit there and look through because I do the exact same thing. I'll be starving. My stomach will be fucking singing boys to men. And yep. I'm st- I can't until I find that TV show. And it's also funny. I feel like there's a, a, an additional pressure, especially if you have someone else in the room with you. Like, for example, like me and Taylor. Yeah. We'll be getting ready to eat. We'll have our food there. Taylor is over there just, just eating her food better, because it's on me yeah. to find something. You know what I mean? She can sit and relax. I can't relax yeah. until there's something, something on TV. I also notice there's a lot of pressure in showing other people stuff that you like too. Like there's been times when I show people certain TV shows and I'm like watching for their reaction. Like I want them to like this as much as I do. Then I realize that people just have different taste levels. Yeah. Usually I try to just gauge the room. Like I won't put something on for me. I'll try to sounds bad but i'll like find the lowest common denominator and i mean like if there's like a kid in the room like yeah, it'll right. be something 
more towards Scarface. them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. All right. No, but you know, like you have a smoke session, you know, you're trying to show your friends something funny. So like I put on mm. How to Make It in America one time and I fucking love that laugh at that all the time, high or not. But a lot of people, I, like the people that I was with, weren't really finding it as funny as I was. And they'll take you out of it. Yeah, and then I'll be like, maybe, uh, maybe it isn't as funny as I thought it was. But then I go watch it by myself. And I'm like, nope. Yeah. No, but, <laughs> no. Yeah, you guys are just trash. Yeah. <laughs> Do you want to talk about Takashi? I mean, Nicki Minaj got a cloud with him too. Yeah. I just, I don't even know what to say about Takashi anymore. I just, I just hope he just fizzles away. It doesn't seem like it's gonna happen. And that Acon thing was very fucking weird. I don't get it. I don't get it either, man. Honestly, the morals that I thought that people stood on are being questioned right now. And maybe we shouldn't apply morals to celebrities because they live a different lifestyle than we do. And they're away from all of this stuff. It's kind of like the little Wayne with some of the comments that he had about the protesting, about how he doesn't see it like that. Mm -hmm. They're so far removed. that It's like, should we really even care what these celebrities opinions on? But when you are actively working with somebody that engaged in that behavior, I don't know, man. It makes me look at Akon completely different than I ever did. Yeah. I mean, I definitely, I feel like I've lost respect for Akon. I'm just over here thinking like, are you guys collabing with Takashi to just get a money grab? Yeah. Like, is that it? Like, are you guys just using him for clout purposes only right now? Yeah. And Nikki for me has been gone for a long time. I don't even, I don't pay her any attention. That's exactly why I think she's doing this. Yeah. Because I think a lot of people have kind of dismissed Nikki. And I think that she's really just out here like, well, I just have to, Get my money now. Yeah. Because Cardi is the new Nikki, and she does it better than Nikki. Right. Barb's aren't going to like that shit, but it is what it is. Well, and with the Nikki thing, like, at the time period that she came out, and there was nobody challenging her. Mm -hmm. Now you have Cardi, you have the City Girls, you have so many other female artists, Meg, that are doing amazing stuff. So she can't just run through everything and dominate everything anymore. She's being challenged now, and... Now she's having to revert to stuff like this in order to get back hot. And it's it's a sad thing to see, honestly. I just don't get why these big celebrity names, Nicki Minaj, Akon, why they want to boost Takashi's name and associate their name. Like, right. Why do you want to make him popular? Yeah. Why do you want him to, to sell? Right. And it's his music sucks. It's not good. Like I could. I still haven't even listened to his single when he came out. Yet. I hear, I've only heard snippets of the song, and I'm like, I'm not gonna ever listen to this because this shit sounds fucking trash. Like, yeah, I'm definitely not going out of my way to listen to it. Yeah, I heard Joe Budden say something funny um, about how he used to like Takashi's music because the gang backing was behind it, so it gave it more credit. Mm-hmm. I I think the same thing. Like it was cooler when the gang was behind it, but now that he's not got the gang behind him, it's not. Mm-hmm. It doesn't hit the same. Because you realize that he's a fucking fraud. So everything that he's talking about, it's, you know, like, it doesn't match up. Like, dude, you're bragging from solitary, not solitary confinement, but uh, house arrest. from house arrest about all the cars and stuff that you can't drive. The That's watches that you can wear, but can only wear inside your house. Like, come on, man. What Like, the whole thing, these kids are looking up to this and they're like, oh, my God. But it's like, he really can't do anything. Yeah. He's the equivalent to, there was a, uh, a Black Mirror episode, I believe. And there is a guy who was a cartoon, but like a comedy figure. Okay. And I want to say that that ca- uh, cartoon was like running for president or something, Shit. right? And it was I in. Need to watch Black Mirror. Yeah, and it was uh, they were having like a presidential debate. I might be butchering this, but the concept stays. Right. Um, so it's this cartoon character, a guy voicing it. Okay. The cartoon becomes extremely popular. He becomes a presidential candidate. He's doing this uh, presidential debate. But he's this icon that's stuck in a TV. Okay. And I feel like that's the that's the trajectory of Takashi. Yeah. Like he's 
he's doing all this stuff, but as soon as the camera's taken away, he's stuck in a box. Yeah. Still. Like, he can't, he can't come out and do shit. No. You like, can't go outside, bro. Like, his image seems so big right now. Yeah. Huge. He's everywhere. When he's on live, it almost feels like he's not in a house. No, not at all. Like, he feels like he's in the internet. You yeah. know what I mean? It doesn't feel real. It None doesn't it. feel real. It's like when, and I hate to even compare this, the two situations, but you know when, like, Saddam Hussein used to come out with those videos after he went into hiding? Thinking of Osama bin Laden? Or bin Laden, yeah. yeah. You know, and it's like you're threatening all of this, but you're doing it from a mm-hmm. hidden thing. Like, it's it's almost like the Trump thing with the, the military. I'm going to send the military on you, but then I'm going to hide in my bunker. Like, how much am I supposed to believe that you're really about the shit you're talking about? Yeah. Which is another thing, too. Like, Trump is using the military as his own personal whatever. He's willing to risk military lives for his own personal vendettas like if you so guys can't surprising. see that like even that and the, the thing that drives me wild about Takashi is the cops are paying for all this protection but he's purposely getting people on him like people are going to continue looking for him till the day he dies so why are you protecting this guy yeah how did Akon see him in person that's another word and academics too academics went to his house too eventually somebody's going to get the drop on wherever he's at easy how many people in their entourages were informed yeah. where Takashi lives as well. Yeah, someone's gonna pay for that shit. Yeah. But hey, one million dollars for that address. Somebody put the money up. <laughs> million dollars is not a lot to a lot of people, man. Yeah. Especially now he's trying to, I don't know if you saw the stuff about Rock Nation. Hmm. He's trying to expose Rock Nation because apparently one of the, the um, CEOs or something that runs Rock Nation was a snitch. I don't know too much about the story. They're, he was just bringing up articles and stuff where apparently she was an informant from before. I don't really know the circumstance, mm. so I don't really want to comment until more information comes out. But yeah, now he's taking on Rock Nation. You think that Jay and them are just going to let you do that, especially with how much... But how much can they do? Exactly, without making it... Even if they didn't do something and somebody else did something, it's going to go on him. Yeah. You know, that's a that's a hard part about all this stuff is if anybody does it, there's already a list of suspects that already want his head. Mm-hmm. I was thinking about when uh, he called out Snoop Dogg for cheating. Mm-hmm. Like, we have legends that we look up to. And at a certain point, like, why do you even reply? Yeah. Like, Snoop, why are you replying? Right. Or even Meek, for that matter. Like, Meek continues to jump into the middle of it. And now I get because Nikki's now involved in agitating the situation. But it's like, bro, just leave that fucking kid alone. Who cares? Honestly, who gives a fuck? He will go away eventually. The reason why he continues to have eyes is because people continue to respond to him. Just leave him alone. Who cares? Like, I feel shitty even talking about this right now, but I feel like I feel like there's a point where we have to say something about things that aren't right. Right. And it's just the dynamics. It's so much of what Takashi's doing damages so many things that are going on out here, mm-hmm. especially with the social justice movement. Like, he's working with the cops. He's... I just don't know him anymore, man. I really don't. I've never wished ill on anybody, but if something happened to that kid, I wouldn't even blink an eye. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, that too. And I wouldn't, it, honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if it ends up being somebody in his own circle too. Someone that's close to him. Yeah. Right now. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe, man. Uh, let's uh, stop talking about him. For, yeah. For this episode. <laughs> yeah, fuck him. A lot of fuck you's being handed out by the No Structure Podcast, and that's another one of them. Yeah, we'll sign them for you guys if you want. <laughs> Conspiracy talk. Yeah, always in for conspiracy talk. <laughs> this one's interesting. So this is uh, I came across this video that's been circulating, and it's about this ex KGB guy. I don't remember the guy's name on top of my head. Uh, I actually had it written down. It is um, oh I didn't write down his last name, but it's Yuri Yuri something. Okay. 
I think. Yeah, anyway, so this guy, he talks about the four stages of ideological subversion, also known as psychological warfare. Yep. Crazy stuff. And this is in the 80s, right? And this guy, he's talking about how there's four steps to this and how he's seen nations succumb to this Mm -hmm. over his career. The reason why I'm bringing this up in conspiracy talk is because these four steps seem eerily familiar with what's going on right now. Eerily. Right. Creepily familiar. So let's go into the four steps. Uh, hold on one second. Okay. Yuri Bezmenov. And the, the video we're, in particular that we're referencing is called The Four Stages of uh, Ideological Subversion. Yeah. So yeah, check that out. Really want a, a little more detail. Yeah. yeah. So the four, uh, the four stages of it. Um, here we go. First one is demoralization. Which, in the video, he says it takes a minimum of 15 years to do this step because it takes 15 years to teach a generation. Right, yeah. It's to teach the to, youth of yeah. a generation, right? So that's, you know, uh, kindergarten to senior year. Right. right? Um, the purpose of demoralization is to confuse the generation, right? The youth is being demoralized in ways when it comes to being against your own government. Reasons could be justified, could not be. Right. The point is, is... Confusion is involved. Even looking at kids these days don't even know what gender they want to be. Right. Confusion. Like all these things that are promoted in our media is to enhance confusion, right? That's the first thing. Because confusion is easy to manipulate. Exactly. Once you get somebody confused, you can manipulate the shit out of them. Exactly. The second stage is destabilization when it comes to the economy, foreign relations, and defense systems. This was what, two to five years, I think is what he said? Something like that, which uh, can take shape in many forms. I mean, you could crash stock markets. You could... Um, yeah, that sounds really familiar. Yeah, you can create situations to uh, use defense systems in ways that are in line with specific agendas. That's the second phase, right? The second stage. Third stage is crisis. Violent changes of structures. Yep. Um, whether it's a terrorist attack, whether it's a pandemic, something that creates a crisis, that creates panic, that creates a weak point so that changes can be implemented with the distraction of the crisis going on. Right. And then the fourth, which is probably the scariest out of all of the stages, is normalization. The scariest to me. Yeah, I'd agree. It's the scariest because it's the one that's permanent. And with normalization, it's where the changes made in the crisis phase stick with the agenda to prevent another crisis. These permanent changes could be seen from things like 9-11. Right. Patriot Act. Flight travel will never be the same. Big Brother uh, spying will never be the same. Like all these things will never be the same. And then when you look at right now with this pandemic, with COVID-19, quarantines, uh, social distancing, uh, face masks, all these things. Yeah. All these things are going to be, or all these things have been mandated. We'll see what things stick. Right. But there's, this is not going to be normal from here on out. Like things are not going to go back to how they were in February of 2020. Nope. February of 2020 is probably the, mo- the single month that changed everything in American history as far as everything. The going. world. Yeah. The world history. Yeah, I'd agree. So, yeah, I thought that this is pretty interesting. I mean, you can believe it or not. You can call it a coincidence, mm-hmm. whatever. The fact is, is that these things are like an ex-KGB person is saying these things are being done. These are smart people that study people. for an extensive amount of time that know how to get the best results to come to whatever agenda that they want. So it's not like they're just willy-nilly being like, hey, let's try this and see what happens. No, these are designed things. Right. 
And uh, t- and to give a little bit of balance to it, it can be on both sides. It can be used for domination and power, like kind of like what Trump's doing now, where he's convincing his base, you know, certain things and making their ideologies change. But it can also be used for the good. Like a lot of this is based on Karl Marx's theories, you know, in a, uh, where the working class overthrows the rich and the elite to create their own government, kind of like what we're seeing in Seattle right now. So a, a lot of these things, and a lot of these things uh, that happen. Are also um, can be attributed to a lot of the things that are going on in society right now, like creating civil unrest amongst people to overthrow their government. It also makes me think about why things, or like, let's say, other countries' involvement in this, like the election, for example, with Russia, mm-hmm. and how that influences us now. How many other countries are do, running these types of psychological warfare on us to make changes in our country? Mm-hmm. And are they doing it for the better, or are they doing it so that they can control us too? Yeah. Uh, the reason why I wanted to bring this particular video into light is because not only the coincidences that are behind it with what's going on in the world right now, but just, just hearing stuff like this, I want you, like, I want the people to be vigilant that, like, really not everybody has your best interests. Yeah. Like, you need to, like, spot these type of things. Not, or there's a lot of things that are being put in place in our life that are by design. Right. A lot of people with a lot of money that can do these things. You know right. what I mean? And like you're saying, like not everything is bad. Like there are flip sides to everything, right. but just keep your eyes open to the shit in general. And just just because something is deemed as good does not just mean that it's good. People are also serving their own self interest, even when they're doing things that are good as well. Yeah. We see that all the time. Uh, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. That's what I was gonna say. So going back kind of to the protesting thing and how this relates to the protesting also is when we were talking earlier about there being such inequality over a broad range of things, this is the kind of stuff we're talking about. Like the, the systematic changes have to happen with the, this kind of stuff because they're putting things in place to destabilize how we are right now. Exactly. So we've got to be conscious of the thing, the things like inequality in schools and things like that, because that will destabilize the nation. It, like providing inequality for schools turns whites versus blacks or whites versus latinos because then you're growing this anger and this resentment towards other races mm-hmm. because you're not being offered the same equality as them also when it comes to demoralization you see and that's the confusion uh stage you see a lot of media outlets like sometimes i hate them sometimes i love them for mm-hmm. the things that they do but as of recent they have also been saying these protests are dividing people I don't necessarily agree with that. No, not at all. I don't agree with that at all. I haven't seen this many people in this diverse of a setting in a long time supporting the same cause. Right. So I, these are things that you have to like, you have to see, you have to listen, and you have to determine for yourself, does this make sense with what's actually going on in the world? Right. Again, that's on both sides too. As we unite as people against the racism and injustice and things, there's people uniting on the other side too. Mm-hmm. Don't think for oh, a second for sure. that these Trump supporters are not gathering together and continuing these ideologies amongst themselves for sure there's some real people out there with some hate in them real hate I you got some uh you got some good ones this week i got some really good ones couple couple good laughs couple of uh what the fucks uh i did see that cops had canceled after 32 seasons due to current events yeah that was pretty nuts what are your thoughts on that um good bad I mean, given given the current events, that's uh, I don't know if they were forced to shut down. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, I think it's it's ran its course. Yeah, I do too. I mean, I, I enjoy cop, watching cops sometimes mm-hmm. just for the fuckery, but at the same time, cops props up a lot of the the racial stuff and the, yeah. You don't see a lot of. I mean, you do see a lot of white on there, but when it is white, it's the hillbilly hicks that they yeah. can't they can't necessarily turn away from it. They have to show exactly. So even li- uh, live PD, I think, is going away too. Interesting. 
I remember seeing, uh, I think this is maybe like last year, watching Live PD, and you can tell that their narrative changed, that they were trying to uh, be very pro-cop. Like, we are very pro the community. Right. So I could see, I saw them actively changing, but I mean, if they shut down too, I wouldn't be surprised at this point. Right. And just to be fair too, this isn't the first time the cops has gotten canceled. It got canceled in 2013 too. It just got picked up by a different network. Oh, I didn't know that. So yeah. there's a chance that it could come back. Yeah, there is a chance. I mean, there's a, I, it, the show has history. Right. You know, there's a very solid name behind cops. Right. Everyone knows bad boys, bad boys. And, you know, and Step Brothers. What were you doing? Just watching cops. Exactly. Yeah. There's, you know, there's <laughs> a lot stopping? of, pop culture references to the show right. so i mean there's value in cops right so i can definitely okay. see someone picking that up uh did you know that the real space force might lose its trademark to netflix space force i saw that is it because netflix space force did it first i believe so and trump has just been procrastinating to trademark yeah. the fucking name i'm pretty sure that's what's going on i didn't read too much into it i just thought that, that was pretty funny that Space Force is getting taken over by Netflix. Yeah, it is kind of funny. Uh, this was back from the 7th of June, and the reason why I date this is because it, this is about a birthday, but Alan Iverson turned 45 that oh. day. Happy birthday, AI. Um, but 10 years from the day, so he turns 45, so when he turns 55, he will receive a $32 million trust fund as part of the lifetime Reebok deal he signed in 2001. Nice. Shout out AI, man. Happy birthday. Protect AI. Yeah, we love you. Protect AI at all costs. I love seeing the videos of him um, interacting with the young players and even his peers now. Like, Alan Iverson seems like the cool uncle at the, Hell yeah. the cookout. Fuck with Alan Iverson. Everyone likes number three because of him. Yep. Yep. There's a poll by Axios.com. No idea who the fuck they are. Yeah, I don't even know why I said that. But, uh, yeah, there's a poll by them that said 80% of voters think that the U.S. is spiraling, spiraling out of control. Hmm, you don't say. <laughs> Do you feel like that number is accurate? High? Low? Um... Well, again, like we talk about double sides of everything. There's people that see it spiraling out of control as in like everything is out of control. But then there's also people that are it's spiraling out of control because their power is being threatened now. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I think that, yes, people probably agree that the United States is spiraling out of control, but just for different reasons. Got it. Like the term control is subjective. Right. Oh, um, election experts warn that Americans may not know who won the presidency or the Senate on election night. A surge of mail-in votes and rules about how they're counted in key states like Pennsylvania and Michigan could delay results for days. The fuck shit is already starting. I This is going to be one of the most craziest elections we've, if not the craziest election we've ever had. I can already see they're already preparing us for a bunch of fuck shit recounts. You're not allowed to mail in your vote, right? Um, in some states you are, one of them being Washington. So I just saw someone's post and it said, how is it that I can take a picture of a check and deposit it in my account, but we still can't mail in ballots? Yep. Or even unemployment, for example, like they're asking people to take pictures of their ID and social security card and yeah. send it into them, but your, your system just got hacked by a bunch of Nigerians and 600 million stole, but now you want me to take a picture of my social security card and send it, but I can't vote by mail? Yeah. Like my grandma's a perfect example. Who like, doesn't want us to vote by mail? She's old. You know, she's really old. She can't drive most places because of her eyes. Like, and you're expecting her to go stand in line for five hours to vote. Mm -hmm. And that's now you're restricting her from exercising her right to mm -hmm. the voter suppression in this country is very real. And people that turn a blind eye to that are just being ignorant and stupid, too. Like, look at Atlanta. They had like six hour wait times for people to vote. That's ridiculous. So Mississippi woman charged with obscene communications after calling her parents racist on Facebook. That's interesting. Oh, was this a girl that was crying, blonde-haired chick, and mm -hmm. she was like, I hate it here. Yeah, okay. That's interesting that she got taken away. Yeah. For that. Not the racist parents. Which is crazy to me. Interesting. There's actually, um, I've seen a lot of it. You have to be very careful about the way you're talking about people nowadays because there's um, 
they can charge people with hate speech. I don't know, man. It sounds... That sounds like some censorship yeah, to me. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Um, in a stunning move, the Trump administration is signaling that it won't disclose the recipients of more than $500 billion in bailout money delivered to 4.5 million businesses through the PPP. Had a couple thoughts on this. Um, you know all these people that were up in arms about looting and destroying targets and shit? Mm-hmm. Where was your anger when these giant businesses like Shake Shack were taking $10 million away from small business loans? Like, I understand you're upset about the looting because people were looting small businesses, and I don't agree with that at all. But at the same time, where was your anger about these small businesses being looted in front of your face for millions of dollars? I agree with that, but I think that since the glass breaking is in plain sight, that's the only reason why people see that. These people that are doing like these money laundering things and these fraudulent, uh, corrupting things, stocks right before. Yeah. These corrupted things behind the scenes with their money. The average person is not smart enough to see that shit. That's true. And I, you know, it's crazy to me though, that they could, they're not going to disclose any of this. And I think a part of the package, the aid package at first was they had to disclose this. So what Trump is just not going to do it. Like yeah. he continues to violate the constitution and the laws of this country. Yet he's still, nobody's holding a fire to him. And I really think that that's why he's doing that. Yeah. Cause he's not being held accountable. I do see that a lot more people like generals and things are coming out and speaking out against him. Like, I don't know if you know, just saw the one about the general that was at the church, the whole church fiasco that he had where he held the Bible upside down. A Bible upside down. Now he's saying he regrets even being a part of that, that he, he's actually thinking about resigning out of shame for being a part of that situation. This is what Trump said? No, no, no. Uh, I wish. No, oh, this then, is a general saying. Got it, got it, got it. Got God, it. if Trump said he was resigning, I would Yeah, I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> uh, did you see... The uh, headlines going around that Pornhub is going to do a only Ebony's video yeah. to show solidarity with black community. community. Yeah. Uh, well, they denied that. Yeah. They said, yeah, that's not what we're doing. I saw Trey Songz actually posted that Did it? <laughs> with some eyes. That's funny. Yeah, I thought that was pretty funny, too. Uh, I didn't believe it when I first read it at first, either, because Pornhub makes way too much money off of all skin colors to do that. There was no way they would shut it down for a week. Yeah. Especially because there's a lot of nasty racist on there. They yeah. like watching that stepbrother and stepsister and... I just didn't there's, a, moms there's a lot of racists on there folks. that would just be turned off to Pornhub if they did something like yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, there's a thing that said Bill Gates is not planning to microchip the world through a COVID 19 vaccine. It's ex- we'll, uh, exactly we'll, what someone who wants to microchip you would say. Yeah. We'll wait for more. Uh, he's going to start giving barbers like things so they can microchip us or get haircuts. Yeah, exactly. Fuckers. Uh, scientists uncovered a hidden pattern in a mysterious space signal from, or mysterious signal from space. They're coming, bro. Yeah, I'm okay with that. I hope they're friendly. Yeah. I'm kind of tired of this place anyway. So, uh, this is the one that I was texting you about that I was waiting for your reaction. Cause I think this is fucking hilarious. This has to do with our old boy, uh, Michael Jordan, Michael Jordan catches 442 pound blue Marlin in $3 million fishing tournament. Whoa. That's crazy. Somebody commented on it and said, hope it was a catch and release. <laughs> That's wild, dude. Michael Jordan just won $3 million in a fucking fishing tournament. Is there anything this guy is not good at except baseball? I want to know what his what his win loss is when it comes to gambling. Like, how far up are you or how far down are you? Yeah. Come to find out, he's like down one billion dollars. I wouldn't be surprised. Like, oh, he just won three million dollars fishing. Yeah, but he still has nine hundred and ninety-seven million dollars to go. Atlantic City's still looking for him. Shit, that's wild. Shout out MJ though. I did see that uh, Jordan Brand's committing. uh, I think a hundred million. Yeah, something like that. Over ten years. It's nice to see him finally using his voice. Yeah, because there's some things that he's said that were iffy well, not in the only best. said, but uh, you know, there's been some instances where people think that he had bought into the prison systems. And exactly, that's what I mean, of, man. There's a lot of dirty stuff out there, but 
I'll give like we did with Connie, give credit where credit is due. Exactly. Shout out Jordan. And I also think that remember we talked about this on a previous episode about Kobe's passing and him reevaluating who he is as mm-hmm. a person. I think a lot of that has to do with it. Oh, and shout out Kobe man too, because that uh that part of the Chappelle skit where he was talking about Kobe's death, man, that whew. Yeah, that's rough. Ugh. San Jose police fire rubber bullets at their own racial bias trainer during protests. Bruh. That's nuts. Like, at this point, like, the things that are coming out about cops, and again, like I'll state last week, we're not against all cops or whatever, but we are against ones that use their power incorrectly. But we are against those thugs. Yeah, those thugs. Yeah. It's just, uh, I keep seeing people still defending cops on all kinds of things. And again, we're not talking about the good cops, we're talking about the, co- the bad cops. How can you defend this stuff now? Like, you see it in plain sight on video. Like, at this point, again, like we said last week, you're just choosing to be ignorant and stupid. Boom, boom. So, picks of the week. You want to go first? You want? Yeah, my fucking wife thinks she's fucking funny, bro. Oh, so yeah, Father's Day is coming up, and she thought it would be hella fucking funny to give me some dad shoes. So she got me some Nike Monarchs. If you don't know what those are, Google them. The Uh, Carols, exactly. Little people like to say. Every dad you see cutting the grass is rocking them. Yep. Um, But jokes on her because them motherfuckers is comfy, bro. That's what I've heard. Hella comfy, man. That's what I've heard. I was really surprised. That's dope. Yeah. and they're kind of fashionable now, too. Like, people are wearing them. Yeah, them. Danny Brown rocks them. That's all he rocks. Who's Danny Brown? Uh, Detroit rapper. Oh, Danny yeah. Brown. Uh, he's got the crazy hair and the... Not anymore. He doesn't oh, have the crazy hair or the fucked up teeth. Oh, shit. Cut the hair and fix the teeth. Anyway, Damn, he was on a... hip to Danny anymore. He was on an episode of uh, Full Size Run, Complex's okay. show. Okay, yeah, I like that. Yeah, and he was uh, he was talking them up. He was rocking an all-black pair. Who's the uh, host of Full Size Run? Not... Trinidad James. Okay. Yeah. Have you watched the one with Nate Robinson? Where he like goes and tours people's people's cribs. Yeah. yeah. I like that one too. That was cool. Fucking Mike Bibby's house was insane. I saw um Lavar Ball's house. Oh, that's cool. I saw uh I saw a couple of people. Like, I'm gonna say Lavar's out here looking like a genius kinda. Yeah, he is. Good for him. Yeah. Because uh there were a lot of haters in the beginning. Yeah, for sure. Uh what else you got? Oh, is that your only one? Oh, sorry. Um Oh yeah, I was just gonna let you do yours first. Yeah, that's my only one actually. Uh there's a movie that came out on netflix called killing gunther and in the beginning i thought it was going to be so good it was it's a hitman movie okay right there's like a comedy to it but there's almost like a confessional side to it like uh you know like on reality tv like they take a person away from the group and they like talk like, like uh what's the one show where they all live in the same house and they put them in like the room and they just talk to the camera by themselves big brother yeah big brother exactly yeah. like something like that um and they have a camera crew following them okay so it's like uh, Smoking Aces meets The Office, but it meets a reality show. Oh, have you ever seen Ed TV? Uh-uh. That's another movie like that where it's like they're on TV in a movie. Like there's a camera crew following him in the movie, mm. but it's a movie. Yeah, it's cool. Uh, it's cool. Yeah. I'll just leave it at that. I'm not going to overhype it. It's definitely something if you have nothing else to watch. <laughs> like nothing. Like nothing. Yeah. yeah. But I, it's all right. It came I, out in 2017. I tried Space Force, man. I couldn't I couldn't do it. I tried. It's really slow, right? Yeah, I got to about the third episode and I was like this isn't catching me enough. It gets better. Okay. That was me. Like I think the first three episodes I was kind of zoned out. Yeah. I think I was actually editing the podcast. Yeah, there was I was doing I've, I've caught myself doing a lot while I was trying to watch it instead of actually paying yeah. attention to it cuz it just wasn't capturing me like that. I think like the last few episodes I was like okay, I'll I'll watch the second season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, uh, my picks of the week. I think I've mentioned this on here before, but I just rewatched it the other night. Uh, Vince Staples Hot Ones. Okay. That shit is incredible. Vince I Staples love Hot is, Ones. Vince Staples is hilarious. Um, yeah, it's just really funny. Uh, I think my favorite Hot Ones episode is the one with Shia LaBeouf. 
That one was good. Yeah. Uh, Vince is going to be probably my favorite, or not going to be, is my favorite right now. Okay, I'll uh, check Tyson's that out. pretty good. Uh, v for Vendetta, have you ever seen that? Uh, no, but I'm very aware of what it is. Yeah, um, it, just to give you the Netflix description of it, a uh, mass freedom fighter known as V takes up arms against the totalitarian government and finds an unlikely ally in a young woman who just happens to be Natalie Portman, who I love. That's so, a girl. So it drops in there perfectly, but it uh, basically is a movie about kind of like what's going on right now. Uh, hmm. Government that has a lot of censorship, curfews, um, Overwatch, their police or whatever system is running rampant and wild, and uh, it's about a guy who's fighting all that. And it's from our boys, the Wachowski brothers, who did uh, The Matrix. Mm-hmm. So I'll definitely check that. I'll probably check that up tonight. Yeah, you should. It's really, really, really good. Um, and then the last one is a book that I just picked up, but uh, a lot of it has to do with the times that we're going through right now, even though it was written in 1949. Uh, have you ever heard of George Orwell, 1984? Yes. It's a very pop- famous, popular mm-hmm. book. I've never read it, so I'm just going to give you guys the summary because this is what uh, attracted me to it. But uh, it's a dystopian novel. Um, that thematically centers on the consequences of government overreach, totalitarianism, if I said that right, totalitarianism, yeah, sure. mass surveillance and repressive uh, regimation of all persons and behaviors within society. Uh, more broadly, it examines the role of truth and facts within politics and their manipulation. And it's one that I've seen on a bunch of people's lists to check out. It's a book that they highly recommend for anybody to read, so picked it up and uh, I'm going to give it a whirl. That's what it Yeah, I'll let you guys know how it is. Uh, are we into shout-outs now? Yeah. Shout-outs. Uh, you want me to start this one? Sure. Cool. Uh, first one I wanted to shout-out was my sister, Cinda. Uh, not only did she start her own business, which I think is really cool because she's 15. So anytime people are starting their own business, really cool. And uh, she went to George, Floyd Memor- George Floyd's memorial the other day. She was in Houston. Um, so I'm glad that these kids are seeing and wanting to be a part of the future and what's going on and trying to understand that. That's what's up. Um, I wanted to shout-out my friends over at Drip Tea. Mm-hmm. We've been there before uh, up in Capitol Hill. They've actually been going strong with the support of Black Lives Matter. Uh, they've been out there giving away waters, food, free drinks, all kinds of things. Um, with their business, even though it's kind of suffered a little bit from everything Corona, uh, they've been showcasing local art. Um, if you've been there, they've got a lot of cool shit, you know, as far as what's inside. But I wanted to shout out Justin and all of them for all the hard work that they've been doing um, as far as like reform and the social justice and just being a part of the community up there. I think it's really cool to see. Um Wanted to shout out Trayvon Martin's mom, who is running for the Miami-Dade Commissioner, Miami-Dade County Commissioner. Um, so if you can donate or, you know, s- encourage people in Florida to uh, vote for her, her name is Sabrina Fulton. And my last one is to NASCAR. Have you heard about what NASCAR is doing? Uh, the Confederate flag removal? Ban the Confederate flag. Um, they've been taking a stance on Black Lives Matter, which is huge considering their audience yeah. and uh, who supports them. So that was really cool. I also wanted to shout out a young lady by the name of Brianna Daniels. Um, she is the first black female tire changer and pit crew member. And she actually has released her own clothing line uh, to support black business and diversity. Um, so if you check out NASCAR diversity, uh, the tweet or the tweet, uh, the Twitter account, you'll be able to find these shirts for her. I think that's really cool. That's what's up. Yeah, man, I just have a, a shout out kind of similar to last week. Um, just shouting out all the people that are using their voice, all the people that are, you know, brave and uh, going out there in the protest, just, you know, sticking up for for the, the justice that is deserved. Um, don't stop using your voice, man. Like it's I think a lot of people underestimate their reach and a lot of people underestimate who looks up to them. You know, a lot of people, if you if you're doing something, a lot of people might change because of you. So. Right. Keep that in mind. Just uh, keep on pushing on, man. I agree. Especially, it's just dope. 
especially with this time, like if, especially people that may not agree with the stuff that's going on right now, they see how hard you go for this mm-hmm. and how hard it, or how much it means to you. Maybe it can change some people's minds. 100% man. Like I know a lot of people have a bigger effect on people than they think. Right. Just from casual interactions. Yep, you know? 100%. And last thing I wanted to just shout out is people continue to keep your foot on the gas as far as the Breonna Taylor thing goes because she still hasn't gotten justice. It's been three months. Her birthday was last Friday, so I wanted to shout her out to happy birthday, Breonna Taylor. You're going to get the justice you deserve, even if I have to email every fucking day to that Louisville Police Department, Attorney General. It's going to happen. It yeah. has to. Yeah, man. Happy birthday. Shout out. Yep. And shout out Manuelis. Yep. Getting that case reopened is huge. Huge.